The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Tonight, we take you on an electrifying hunt for what is real and what is possible. Encountering along the way politics, conspiracies, French medicine, history, language, and even astrotheology, and what it means to survive, thrive, even when you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Love and humor may not be the answer, but without these variables, there is no worthy solution to any challenging problem or improbable situation. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Tonight's special guest is Micah T. Dank, who was born in 1983 in Oceanside, New York. From a young age, he had wanted to be a writer, coming from a family of writers. His father was a producer and radio news editor at CBS News in Manhattan, and his grandfather was a producer at CBS News. Micah has a degree in English from the State University of New York and a bachelor's degree in language literature and criticism from the City University of New York. It wasn't until he moved to Boston for a new job that he became interested in all the esoteric sciences, including the astrology and astrotheology prevalent through his book series. He is the author of the trilogy titled Into the Rabbit Hole, Beneath the Veil, the Sacred Stones, and the Secret Weapon. His website is micahdank.com. He joins us directly from Long Island, New York. Hello, Micah, and welcome to Veritas. Thanks, Mel. Thanks for having me. I just want to make one quick correction, though, from what you said. Um, that was great, but it's a six-book series. It's been it's been updated. Oh, okay. I just found three, so that's great. And so mm-hmm. let's get back to your bio. I want okay. to know how someone like you got into the esoteric world. Did you take it from the beginning and tell me about those eureka moments that you experienced? Well, from a young age, I was in a very religious household upbringing. And it never really sat true to me. I never really took the Bible as as the literal word of God. I never really saw how I, I never understood how everybody in unison could just be making it just didn't make sense to me. So fast forward, I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. I didn't understand. And I've spent my life trying to understand or try to make sense of the Bible, try to make sense of all that. In 2013, I came across a YouTube superstar called Santos Bonacci. He's still unknown to many people, but in the astrotheology world, he's huge. And he's one of the originals, him and Jordan Maxwell. And uh, I came across one of his videos and I was like, I was blown away. 
I was blown away to the point where I was like, I have to write a story about this. And even more so than that, as I dove deeper into astrotheology and they taught me more, once I was able to understand the language of astrology and astrotheology, I was able to decode things on my own. So I kind of graduated from their classes, so to speak, and I started to do my own stuff. And then what I did was I decided, which I'm, what I'm doing is nothing like anybody else is doing. You'll find people that talk about astrotheology. They may even have books on it. But what I've done is I've written six thrillers that surround astrotheology that the characters unveil this information in there. Because a lot of this stuff is esoteric. A lot of this stuff is not to be known to the general public. And I'll get to that later as to who's holding back that information. And uh, so I figured I'd share it in a series of fiction books. That way the implicit bias already is that, you know, they don't have to take it on face value. So... I decided to do that. That was about 2013 when I moved to Boston. And then it, I wrote the book, the first book, and I shared it with my friends, my two friends, Will and John. And I was like, what do you guys think? And they were like, you have to make a series out of this. This is unbelievable. This is unlike anything I've ever read before. Uh, just the mixture of astrotheology and hidden knowledge that we're not supposed to know and conspiracies as well. Um, it, it, just the blending and the humor in the books too it was just it was nothing like anybody had seen before so i wrote a trilogy and uh that eventually landed me an agent uh out of chicago and uh she pitched my book for about a year and a half two years we just pitched to everybody and it's hard to break through when you're a new writer but eventually one publishing house took a chance on me read the first book and I had already been working on book four and five at the time. And I told them it was going to be a six book series. They signed me to a six book deal on the spot. So I've been, and, and all my books are written. The first two are currently out right now. The third book is coming out December 15th and they're being released every 90 days. So basically within a year and a half, a year and nine months, my whole series is going to be out. It's on Amazon. You can look up into the rabbit hole. Or you could just look up my name, Micah Dank, and just read some of the uh, some of the feedback that I've been getting from the books. It's been it's been great, and I've been making my circuit around the podcast, trying to share my information and the knowledge that I have with people that have no clue. And it's been a very positive experience so far. Let me publicly apologize for something here, because when you and I started interacting a few days ago, and when you told me you wrote it in science fiction, I apologize because. A lot of people send me science fiction all the time, and we don't discuss science fiction yet. However, now mm -hmm. I understand why you did it, because mm -hmm. the concept of astrotheology and, and the esoteric uh, you know, knowledge is very difficult for people to sometimes to grasp. But if Correct. you do it as a story with some factual background, right. people can get it. So my apologies, See, I, under line. I understand why you did it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad we clarified that. Um, the, the thing is, is that the storyline itself is, is fiction, right? The story is fiction. The characters are fiction, but all the information in the books are true. Got it. Right. You can fact check them. You could take a pen as you read the books and then Google it. You know, it's, it's, that's why I did it. And, and also you, you have books like 1984, a brave new world or anything that Jules Verne ever did. It was way ahead of his time. And uh, they put it in fiction 
And uh, a lot of it turned out to be true, but it was allowed to be written and consumed by the masses because it was fiction. Right. So that was kind of my thought process behind this. But no, this isn't science fiction. It's fiction. And there are science, there are scientific elements to it. I, I do talk about certain things like shared dreaming, DMT, uh, remote viewing, astral projection. There's things that I do talk about within the books that are science related, but it is certainly not a science fiction book. Where did all this information come to you? And I understand that you probably thought, you know, everybody is at home repeating the same thing and reading from the same book. You know, I just want to question more of what's out there. Right. And tell me more about how that you were able to compile all this information to the kaleidoscope that you call the Into the Rabbit Hole series. Basically, uh, it, it's a lot of trusting myself to know what I think people are going to find interesting. And kind of weeding out the stuff that's either a little harder to explain or that really isn't like, wow. Like I, I go for the wow factor. And the truth of the matter is, is the online community has been good. There's plenty of Facebook groups uh, where you could join esoteric Facebook groups where these people are already experts on stuff. And then you can just read and read. You have to read a lot when you do this. I mean, you have to read a lot. I would say I spent about a good five years just reading all the esoteric sciences, reading all the Gnostic Gospels, reading the Bible, reading everything I can get my hands on, and just cherry-picking the information that was interesting and then just weaving a story out of it. So what I didn't know at the time, what I wanted to do initially was write a nonfiction book, but then I explained to you why fiction would be better. And then the thing about it is, is that, um, excuse me, it just it came to me to write this, and it turns out that I'm actually a pretty good writer. You know, I mean, I, I was able to land a six book deal the first time around, and 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 I don't know anybody that has a six book deal, you know. But that aside, not gloating, I just think that what I'm doing is unique. But you got to do a lot of reading, you got to do a lot of research. If something just interests you, I, I was just an open book. I just wanted to learn everything, and then I did, and I decided, okay, my six book series astrology is astro theology is going to be basically prevalent it's going to be throughout the storyline there's going to be astrological codes that people need to figure out biblical codes that refer to it which i will get into with you um that's through book one through four and then book five is going to be the gnostic texts you know the book of thomas the book of enoch the book of judas the book of mary magdalene the book of raziel um all these books that can be decoded the same way that never made the Bible. And then book six is basically going to talk about uh, Satanism and Luciferianism and what it really is, not what everybody portrays it to be, but what it really is. And again, that's another storyline story that you're going to follow. So, and these books are short. They're only about 250 pages each book, but they're so densely packed with information that, and I end each chapter on a cliffhanger so that you just have to keep reading it. And uh, let me ask you this, too. A lot of people that I talk to say, I had to use that hallucinogen or DNT or LSD or this and that. And this is how I wrote my book. I didn't know anything about this. And by the way, I'm new to your work. So I'm a, an empty sponge, empty cup of, of water, if you will. I want to fill it as much as we can at the end of the show today and maybe even discuss more in the future. But did you have to go through this in order for this information to come to you or or not? Uh, I did not go through a hallucinogenic period. I did not. 
what I will tell you is, is that when I first started learning all this, I had a complete and total mental breakdown. Uh, you, you familiar with who Jordan Peterson is? Yes, I am. Jordan Peterson, uh, it's my Facebook uh, background. There's a picture of him with this quote. He says that the pathway to enlightenment is, is necessary through a pathway to hell. That's why there's not so many enlightened people out there. And I find that to be true. I think that if you're going to learn the sciences, the truth of this, you have to unlearn everything that you've ever learned before. We're talking about the um, same Jordan Peterson, the clinical psychologist from Canada, right? That's right. Okay, great. Um, you're going to have to unlearn everything. You're going to have to unlearn everything because they don't want you to know this information. You know, they know this information, but they don't want you to know this information. And I will tell you who that is later. But, um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I am going to try a hallucinogen at some point, but in the time being, I just feel like I am, my mind's open to everything. And, and, and it's just once, once you pull yourself back together and then you find your purpose, my, my, I feel, I truly feel my purpose is doing what I'm doing right now, which is having conversation with you, which is writing books about this stuff teaching people about this stuff. Um, I've only been on the circuit for about five months, to be honest with you, the podcast circuit. My first book came out June 30th, you know, and I've, I've had, I've had so many wonderful conversations with so many different people. I started reading the book and obviously you're a good communicator. Could this be because of your lineage of your father, your grandfather working for the communications industry? Yeah, absolutely. My dad is, my dad, my father was a journalist And, uh, he had punctuation editing and, uh, he basically pushed all of that to me. So what happened was I was an actor in high school and college and, uh, I was, um, and I had started to get a little bit decent of work. I remember I was, uh, I was a store model at Abercrombie in Long Island at the most, at the busiest Abercrombie in the country. I was a store model there and they let me go because it was getting in the way of my acting. And so what happened was after um, early into my college, when I transferred colleges, I just kind of gave away acting and I started taking up English classes. I, t I became an English major because I figured it would help me read scripts better. It would help me read things along that line better. Um, but what ended up happening was I just fell in love with it and decided that I wanted to write. I just I didn't know what to write, you know, and then something hits you so hard one day that it's just. I, it's just it's just a bright light glowing in you that you know what you have to do. So you're acting. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're acting probably created these characters for the book, and then the English language helped you perfect the way in which you impart upon the knowledge to the readers. Well, that's the thing is these characters in my book. So the first, the two main characters are Graham and Hannah. Graham is the main character, and it's from his point of view. And the way I write is. Uh, you're familiar with Catcher in the Rye? Oh, yes. You know that very first person where he's talking directly to you? Almost like in real time? Right. That's my style of writing. So that's what it is. It's Graham and Hannah. And I picked those two names because if you flip them around, you get Hannah Graham or Anagram. So all the characters' names are anagrams for people in the real world who make the story make even more sense if you knew it. See, what I've done is I've taken my books that I've written as fiction and I've encoded them a layer deeper so that people who know what they're looking for or people who understand things would be able to find it. 
And that style of writing is very immersive. You feel immersed. You feel part of the story. It's almost like you're you're being carried on a backpack and and watching every move. Right. Now, exactly. Let me ask you this: spending time with your father, your grandfather, and now seeing how the media has evolved, or may I say, de-evolved. Six right. six company. Oops, are you there? I'm here. Uh, hold on. Okay, something happened that. The audio got cut off all of a sudden. The media, in my opinion, has de-evolved. Now it's six companies that own the mainstream media. How do you compare the the media and the platforms your your father, grandfather worked at with the media that we have today? <laughs> it's like the good old days. My grandfather is in Dan Rather's book. Dan Rather made a name for himself because he had the Kennedy assassination story about like 45 minutes an hour before anyone did. Wow. And when he called CBS News New York from Dallas to tell them the story, the person he spoke to was my grandfather. And he put that conversation in his book with him. So um, how it used to be is different. I remember watching them used to cut audio. You know, I, I think that I think it's always been um, the media has always been skewed a certain way uh, or, 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 or leans a certain way. But I think that now with social media and everything, it's just exposed immediately. I think it was always there. But back in the day, you only had newspapers and radio and, and the TV, the first 13 channels. And you had to watch Cronkite. That was the only way to get the right. news. But now you can get it from a billion other places. It's a billion other places, but they're reading from the same script. You know, I'm, I, right. I, I, I wasn't. Alive when the Kennedy assassination happened, but it came, you know, a few years later. And I remember watching the news, and reporters actually made the news. They went out there, they got the news, they came back, and and, and there were stories that they actually gathered. Now, if you're attractive, whether you're female or, or male, and you know how to read from a teleprompter, you're employed. Right. They don't mm -hmm. pay you to, to think. They just want you to repeat and become an echo chamber of the elite. Would you agree? Right. I, I would agree. I would agree. You get some glimpses of their original personalities uh, in in like their Twitter when they post what they want because that's coming directly from them. So you get their, how their thought process works. But yeah, for the most part, it's just basically the same story recycled. And they shouldn't deviate uh, too much. Even on their tweets, they shouldn't deviate too much. Right. Exactly. Um that's why there's so many different forms of alternative media out there um, that people are gravitating towards um, rather than the, the dinosaur media. The dinosaur media is dying, you know, and they're holding on for dear life. They are. And it, it's all, all of them, no exception whatsoever. And I thought that social media was going to be the replacement, but that's even part of the of the establishment. I see more of a people's media or new, let's not call it alternative media, that, that has some negative connotations, but I think new media or people's media, it's what's going to be rising from the ashes. Mm -hmm. I agree. I don't know what shape it'll take, but I can start to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let's um, get to the, to, to the nitty-gritty of your work here for a moment. Taking some of the fiction out for a moment and, and segregating it. Let's let's mm -hmm. just bring some of the variables of the esoteric portion and astrotheology. Okay. Okay. So what I can do is pose you the following questions. 
Okay. How is Jesus able to heal the blind? Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.